Let us pray. I have a Father, Almighty Father, He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I have a Father, Hallelujah. I have a Father, Almighty Father, He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I have a Father, Hallelujah. I have a Father, Almighty Father, He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I have a Father. Almighty God, the Father of all fathers, the original Father, we, your children, have come to you today to say we love you, we appreciate you, we know there is no one like you, and we say may your name forever be glorified in Jesus' name. Father, in your hands we are all children. There's no one among us who is not a child before the one who is called the ancient of days. There's none of us who is not a child in the hands of the one who had been before the mountains were brought forth. We know that from everlasting to everlasting you are God. And Father, we want you to know we are proud to be called your children. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. And today, as we, your children, have come to you for anointing, we pray that you anoint us in a very special way. And that the anointing will never run dry. Father, we are committing to you, especially those who are born in the month of April. Lord God Almighty, we are asking that from the east you will send help to them. From the west, you will send help to them. From the north, you will send help to them. From the south, you will send help to them. In every area of their lives, my Father and my God, we pray that you will send help to them. And give them a brand new beginning, Lord, so that their joy will never cease. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to bless the name of the Lord for another special Holy Ghost service for children. We thank God that he has kept our children alive and well, and we trust that he will keep them alive and well forever. And we are also praying for all those who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, that in God's own miraculous way, he will see to it that when we bring our children for anointing by this time next year, 
those who are considered barren now will come with their own children. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. The Holy Ghost service for the month of May has the theme, God bless you, part five, with the subtitle of Overflowing Blessings. That's going to be a, a very, very special Holy Ghost service. And uh, we are trusting God that our blessings will overflow by that time. In order that we might uh, give God the full opportunity to complete the miracles he has started in our nation by hearing our prayers and subduing uh, this coronavirus, we will still hold the Holy Ghost service virtually for the month of May. We are believing God, we are believing the Almighty God that long before June, the Almighty God would have brought us to a situation where we can continue to meet regularly as we used to do before. I want to encourage all of us that you will please, please continue to pray for mercy for Nigeria. I know you have prayed during the fasting period and I congratulate you for going through the 63 days safe and sound and surviving that period. And you can see that God is already answering your prayers. Pray like never before that in Nigeria in particular, in Africa, and even in the rest of the world, there will be no third wave. That the victory this time round will be total and it will be permanent in Jesus' name. Now, we'll be very brief tonight because of the children. We we don't want uh, to delay them before they are anointing, and our text will be from Deuteronomy chapter 28, from verse 1 to 4, Deuteronomy 28, from verse 1 to 4, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Amen. And I believe that uh, even though you might be very far away from me, you will say amen to that one. Amen. 
And all this blessing shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's why today we are talking about blessed fruits. Because children are the fruits of our body referred to here. Now when God was creating all manners of things in Genesis chapter 1, when he finished creating the sun, the moon, the stars, the whales in the ocean, the birds, etc., etc., he would look at each one and say, good. But when he created man, he said, very good. What does that mean? Man is God's masterpiece. As the best thing he ever created. And after the six days of creation, he rested. And so the only way he could reproduce his masterpiece is through children, through reproduction. That's why in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, Genesis 1, 28, after he said to man and his wife, you are blessed, the next thing he said is, be fruitful. Meaning what? Reproduce yourself. And then when he said multiply, he said, don't stop reproducing yourself. Keep on reproducing yourself. Keep on multiplying my masterpiece. And that is why God has a very special law for children. Because every child is a reproduction of his masterpiece. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 127, verse 3, Psalm 127, verse 3, he says, children are his heritage. (laughs) Not only does he call children his heritage, he calls them his reward. That is fantastic. Because the greatest reward any man can ask for is God himself. In Genesis 15 verse 1, Genesis 15 verse 1, he said to Abraham, I am your reward. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 7 to 8, Philippians 3 verse 7 to 8, Paul said he was willing to lose everything that he may win Christ. He says, all I want, 
The only reward I want is Christ. Now, the all-sufficient one. Jehovah Shaddai himself said, my own reward are children. That will tell you how precious children are to God. That's why if you mess around with children, you are asking for trouble. And I hope the whole world will be listening to this. If you mess up children, you will have God to deal with. As a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 5, Matthew 18, verse 5, he says, you receive children, you receive me. He, he even equates doing well to children to doing well to him. In Matthew 18, verse 6, Matthew 18, verse 6, he says, if you offend them, you... He'll treat the children. He said, I will give you an advice. Get a heavy millstone. Tie it around your neck. And drop yourself in the bottom of the ocean. Why? Ah, so that hopefully on the day of judgment, when the sea begins to give up the dead in them, maybe the millstone will hold you down there. Because when you come up, the punishment for ill-treating children is going to be very fearful. So please don't dare ill-treat children. As a matter of fact, he made it clear <laughs> In Mark chapter 10, verse 15, Mark chapter 10, verse 15, he said, if you don't receive the kingdom of God as a child, you're not going to get in. That will tell you how precious children are to God. And, and there's, there are certain lessons, therefore, that we could learn from this special love that God has for children. There are certain things we should learn from children so that God can love us the way he loves children. What are the lessons? Just some of them. Number one, humility. Children don't know anything called pride. As a matter of fact, Matthew chapter 18 verse 4, Matthew chapter 18 verse 4, describes humility by saying somebody is as humble as a child. Humble as a child. And James chapter 4 verse 6, James 4 verse 6 says, God gives grace to the humble. Why does God love children so much? What lessons can we learn from the children? So he can love us the way he loves children. Children are noted for faith. Humility, one. Faith, two. Genesis chapter 22, from verse 1 to 15. Genesis 22, from verse 1 to 15. 
when God was going with Isaac for that extraordinary sacrifice that God asked for, as they were going, Isaac said to the father, Daddy, I can see the knife, I can see the fire, I can see the wood. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? The father said, God shall provide. Isaac believed immediately. And at the end of the day, God did provide. When my Sunday school teacher was teaching us faith years ago, when I was just a, a young Christian, that my Sunday school teacher then is a Pastor Bigbe, he gave an illustration that I've never forgotten. He said, if a child is standing on the balcony of a high building, and the father is on the ground floor, and the child says, Papa, should I jump? If the father says, jump, the child will jump. Why? The child believes the father will catch him. Very simple illustration. And it changed my life. Because since that time, I have been jumping every time God says jump. And God has not let me hit the ground yet. I pray for every one of you listening to me today. One, God will give you the humility of a child. God will give you the faith of a child. Because Hebrews 11 verse 6, Hebrews 11 verse 6 made it clear, without faith it is impossible to please God. What are the lessons we can learn from children so that God can love us the way he loved them? Is that children are true worshippers. In Matthew 21, from verse 15 to 16, Matthew 21, from verse uh, 15 to 16, the, the Lord tells us, the Bible tells us, that when children were praising Jesus Christ, and some people, some big people who thought that, hey, what's wrong with this boy? Jesus Christ said, have you not heard that it is written out of the mouth of Children and sucklings, that was perfected praise. You want to learn how to praise God perfectly? Study the children. When they are dancing for Jesus Christ, they don't look at anybody. They don't care what you think. It is when you big ones are called upon to praise God. That's when you, 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 you begin to demonstrate that you are not a child. Hear the children shout hallelujah and you'll be surprised. See them dance and you will love it. If only you can learn to be true worshippers. You know, in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13, Isaiah 29 verse 13, the Bible tells us that some of us elders, we draw near to God with our lips. 
But her hearts are far away from him. When children are worshipping God, they are not thinking of any other thing other than worship. What is it about children that we can learn so that God can love us the way he loves children? Is that they never harbor bitterness. Children don't know how to be angry for long. They find it easy to forgive. You will find a group of children playing, and one offends the other, maybe steps on him or her, and he's going to say, hey, I'm not going to play with you again. Within five minutes, they, <laughs> they are together. Play again, smiling, they forgotten. You've never heard a child say to somebody, uh, you have come again, oh, this is what you did to me yesterday. Never. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, Hebrews 12, verse 15 says, don't let there be any bitterness in you, because if there is, it will uh, spoil you, it will... It will tarnish you. It will defile you. So children are undefiled because they don't have bitterness. And the, the, the fifth thing that you should learn about children so that if you can begin to behave like them, then... God will begin to love you like he loves children. Is that children are easy to carry? Many of us are already too big for God to carry. We think about our position in society. We think of our education. Etc., etc. Et so God can carry us. We've become too heavy for him to carry. Whereas in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 16, Mark 10, 13 to 16, when they brought the children to him, he carried them in his arms. Can God carry you? Or are you already too big for him to carry? I pray for every one of you adults, every one of you parents, that all the qualities of children that you have lost since you thought you have become somebody. God himself will restore these qualities to you in Jesus' name. Now, because God loves children, automatically Satan hates them. I mean, this is automatic because darkness must hate light. Anything God loves, Satan must hate. And Satan hates them particularly because of Genesis chapter 3. You can read it from verse 1 to 15. Verse 15 in particular. Genesis 3 from verse 1 to 15. Satan knows that sooner or later, it is the seed of the woman that will destroy him. In, in, in us, that is settled. 
And so, as soon as the original couple began to produce, and they produced Cain and Abel, Satan grabbed Cain, used him to kill Abel. And said, hey, now I've destroyed the seed. Let's see which one of them now will destroy me. <laughs> but it didn't count on God. The moment he heard, I don't know how he heard, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, that God said, through the seed of Abraham, the old world shall be blessed. Uh, he said, we will see to that. That's why for years, Abraham had no seed. And I decree tonight that precious seed that God himself is going to give you that he will use to destroy every work of Satan in your family, the Almighty God will release to you today. And that was bring us to the role of anointing. Because it is anointing that will destroy the yokes of the enemy. In first John chapter three verse eight, John chapter three verse eight, the Almighty God said, The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And just as it is written in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, Isaiah 10, verse 27, anointing we destroy yokes. As we anoint our children today, every yoke of Satan in every one of them shall be destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. There are many of these children that are carrying generational causes. Innocent people came into this world and there was a cause that was already running down the generations. I mean, like uh, in Joshua chapter 6, verse 26, Joshua 6, verse 26, Joshua pronounced a curse on Jericho. And that curse kept on running down like a river through the ages. Until 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. 2 Kings 2, from verse 19 to 22, when Elisha destroyed that curse from the source. And today, in the name that's above every other name, I decree that every curse in your family be destroyed at the source in Jesus' name. Every evil river flowing in your village, every evil river that one way or the other from your source have been tampering with your present, trying to tamper with your future, I decree today that that river will be changed in Jesus' name. Anointing, not only does it destroy the yokes of the enemy, it does something extra. It puts a seal 
on the child. What is a seal? What's the purpose of a seal? It's like a signature now. In the, the olden days, when, when, when something belongs to you, if you're a big man, you have something, a, a special ring with a special inscription of your family that you put on that something to say, this thing belongs to me. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Ephesians 4, verse 30, that the Holy Spirit is our seal. It's the seal that God puts on every one of us to say to everybody, this one belongs to me. So as we annoy the children today, in the name that's above every other name, the seal of God will appear on them. And the devil will see them and run. You probably remember the story of one child that, well, one, uh, how will we call him now? Youth now. Because he was, uh, was over 10 years or so old. That was kidnapped. Uh, somewhere in Lagos. And they took him, but he was going to school, and they kidnapped him, and they took him to one Habali somewhere. And the Habalis came out and saw the boy and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We don't want this one. Uh, what's wrong? You asked us to go and bring somebody, a child, that we, a young boy that we know had never known sex for this ritual. The Abali said there is a mark on this one. This one is unacceptable to my idol. That mark that will tell every force of darkness that this fellow is unacceptable for ritual. This one is unacceptable for evil. May the Almighty God put on your children. And do it today even as we anoint them. And so, when that seal is on, it generates or guarantees protection. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 105 verse 15, Psalm 105 verse 15, touch not my anointed. And with the anointing on these children, Premature death will be prevented. You know, in First Kings chapter 17, from verse 8 to 24, 1 Kings 17, from verse 8 to 24, you know the story. When Elijah came to the house of uh, the widow of Sarepath, they were about to eat their last meal and die. When Elijah came, food was being supplied. But the devil was determined to kill that boy. And so sickness came and the, the child died. And because of the anointing, that child came back to life. In the name of the one who sent me, from this moment onward, none of your children will die prematurely. Amen. And the anointing does something extra. 
You see, every child that is born is born for a purpose. Every child that is born has a destiny. It takes anointing to activate the destiny. To get the destiny going, moving. I mean, for example, in Acts chapter 13, from verse 21 to 22, Acts 13, 21 to 22, the Bible tells us that God said, I have found someone who will do my will. And it was referring to David. But at the time God was saying that David was still in the bush looking after sheep. But his destiny was to be a king. And that destiny was not activated until 1 Samuel chapter 16 from verse 1 to 13. 1 Samuel 16 from verse 1 to 13. When uh, Samuel came into the house of Jesse <laughs> to anoint a king, and uh, the father was bringing this fellow, that fellow, that, and God kept on saying, no, 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 not this one. One of my sons was reminding me of a sermon I preached when I was uh, anointing him for service more than 30 years ago. He said, Daddy, you said something that I've not forgotten. I said, what was it I said? He said, you said, until the right head comes, the oil will not flow. I said, <laughs> thank you, it is true. They brought Eliab. God said, no. Nah. He said, it's not right. They brought Abnadab. God said, no. The moment they brought David, God said, aha, that is the one. Oh, in the name of the Almighty God, that destiny that God has for your children will be activated tonight. Not only does anointing activate destiny, it restores destiny. Because occasionally a child might be going the right direction and all of a sudden the devil comes crosses his path, and begins to mess things up. Well, some of you know what I'm talking about. You have a child who was doing very well in school, in the primary school, well behaved, then maybe he gets to the secondary school, and somehow gets mixed up with wrong societies. And all of a sudden, everything goes wrong. But destiny can restore, can be restored by anointing. Mark chapter 5, from verse 2 to 19. Mark 5, verse 2 to 19. It's a story you know very well. That's the story of the madman of Gadara. His destiny was to be an evangelist. Oh, but the devil saw what was coming and turned him to a maniac. But when anointing came, he went back to doing what God planned for him to do. I was sharing with 
some of my children just a couple of days ago of a young man who became a big fellow among area boys in Lagos. Big fellow among them, well known. The Almighty God saved his soul. And then he got married to somebody, <laughs> a girl who was a prostitute. That the Almighty God saved her soul in one of our visitations to hotels. And the two of them married. And they became missionary to a nation, one of the European nations. I don't want to mention the name of the nation so, so that some of you will not know who I'm talking about. God restored their destiny. I remember very well when I went to that nation to hold the Holy Ghost service, all the brethren from other denominations that gathered for that event said, We've never had it like this before. The fellow who went ahead was a former area boy, <laughs> married to a former prostitute. Every one of your children whose destiny has been tampered with in the name that's above every other name, I pray as we anoint them tonight, their destiny will be fully restored. And I want you to know that each time I say every child, I'm also talking about you. Because you are a child in the hand of the ancient of days. How old are you? You are the one who thought you are old. How old are you? There's nobody listening to me now that is over 120 years old. Not one that I know. And you compare to that one who said from everlasting to everlasting, I am God. You know you are a child. But when you know that there is someone who said a thousand years is just like a day before me. <laughs> if a thousand years is like a day, then you, you are not even, how many hours are you old? Now, but parents, you have some roles to play. And I will go over that very quickly. Every parent listening to me now, please know that every child put in your care is a loan from God. Because according to Psalm 127, verse 3, Psalm 127, verse 3, children are a heritage of the Lord. They belong to him. They are loaned to you. And so, number one, please train them. According to Proverbs 22, verse 6, Proverbs 22, verse 6, train a child in the way he should go. I have been distressed when on occasions I've had to be with some families and uh, we, we, we want to have uh, 
maybe a, a fellowship, and we say everybody should be singing, everybody suggesting choruses, and I see children who cannot even suggest a single chorus. Christian families. Train them in the way they should go. When they are old, they won't be able to depart. Number two, correct them. When you know they are going wrong, don't let them become too big for you. The African elders have a saying, the tree that grows in your presence, if it falls on you, it can't kill you. They are your children. They came long after you have been here. Proverbs 29, verse 17. Proverbs 29, verse 17 says, If you want rest in the future, correct your children now. Correct them. Show them the way of the Lord. Show them the way of the Lord. Like I mentioned earlier on in Genesis 22, you can read it from verse 1 to 18. Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 18. Isaac said to the father, where is the sacrifice? Because he had been trained to know you don't go to the presence of God empty-handed. Oh, it's not because the pastor needs money. It is because of your own good. When it is offering time, put something in those little hands. Teach them to do the will of God from the beginning. After all, many of us teach our children. Anytime somebody gives them something, we say to the child, and what should you say? And the child will say, thank you. Up to today, I have had cases when I have to say to even pastors, thank God for your life. You have good home training. You know what that means? It means there are some who don't have good home training. They don't even know how to talk. They don't know how to they don't know how to relate to an elder. Train them, correct them, show them the way of the Lord. It is the way of the Lord to say. Thank you. Is the way of the Lord to respect elders is there in the Bible. And bring them to the Lord. Don't leave them behind. When you are growing in the Lord, teach your children to grow in the Lord. I've shared with you that when my children were younger, when I go a fishing, they go with me. I take them along. 
And as we go along, we learn. I teach them African Proverbs. I teach them the Bible. And I even teach them science. As we go along, I mean, I remember one occasion very well. I think we were going to Badagri. That was several years ago. And I was teaching them the difference between evaporation and osmosis. And that's biology. <laughs> and as we were going on the way, I, I needed to use, to ease myself. So we parked by the wayside. I mean, it was in the jungle. So I went to ease myself. By the time I came back, I saw that, ah, the quantity of Coke in my bottle of Coke has gone down. So I asked my children, what happened? And one of them said, maybe evaporation. <laughs> I said, if I were to check your stomach, I may, maybe I would say this thing is osmosis. <laughs> but they, they enjoyed going with me, studying about God. Loving him, doing his will. I thank God today, that's why I can rest. Because when they were younger, I showed them. I didn't go learning about God, growing the Lord, and then leaving them behind. Don't leave your children behind. Grow with them. Cling to Jesus tenaciously for their sake. It doesn't matter what you have to go through. Don't let the devil have your children. Matthew 15 from verse 21 to 28. Matthew 15, 21 to 28. When that woman came to Jesus Christ, she said, My daughter is grievously vexed of the devil. The disciple said, send this woman away. She's too noisy. She said, you haven't had anything yet. I, I'm not keeping quiet. I have a problem. Only God can solve the problem. I've come to the anointed one. I'm not going. She was called a dog. He said, no matter, dog or no dog, the devil is not going to retain my child. When it is time to pray, Beloved parents, pray with all your heart today. One, that the devil will not have your child. And if the, child, if the devil has any input in your child up to this moment, that that input must be removed tonight. That every plant God has not planted in any of your children be uprooted. It's your duty. Humble yourself because of your children. And please, don't bring a curse on them. In 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 20 to 27, 2 Kings 5, from verse 20 to 27, Gehazi brought a curse on the children that were yet to be born for the sake of money. 
for all the money in the world, please don't jeopardize the future of your children. And you know what? You do your duty as parents, you will be highly rewarded. Because if you study the scriptures very well, you will discover that when your child is anointed, it affects you greatly. You say, what do you mean by that? Oh, read for Samuel. From read for read for Samuel chapter one and for Samuel chapter two. Read the two chapters. You will discover that Elkanah had children, other children. The only one that brought his name into limelight is Samuel. And he's the only one that was named. <laughs> the Bible didn't bother to even mention the name of others. We would never have heard of Elkanah, but for Samuel. We will never have heard of Manoah, but for Samson. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, Read Judges chapter 13 and read Judges chapter 16. Judges 13 and Judges 16. It is because Samson was born through Manoah that Manoah was known. The other reference to Manoah in the old scriptures was when Samson was being brought back to be buried in the home of Manoah. Many people, if I ask you, who is Amram today? As great as many of you are Bible scholars. Who is Amram? <laughs> you have to think a little bit before you say, oh yes, I think I know that man. But who is Moses? Oh, everybody knows Moses. <laughs> Moses is known in three religions. He's known among the uh, Christians. He's known uh, in Judaism. He's even known in Islam. They call him Anabi Musa. But do you know his father is Amram? When your son is anointed, your name becomes known. So there is a reward for taking care of these children, for getting them anointed. And that's why I want to appeal to you today. If you are here or you are listening to me anywhere in the world and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ truly or you are backslidden, for the sake of the children, please come to Jesus. Because if you come to Jesus Christ and he saves your soul, that is going to enable you to take good care of these children. 
and that will secure your future. So if you are listening to me all over the world, and you would love to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, it would be a good idea if you do so now, so that there will be no curse that will flow through you unto the children. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? If you are in a church setting, will you please move very quickly to the altar and stand there and cry to the Almighty God to save your soul, if only for your children's sake. If you are in a home setting, it might be a good idea if you would just stand up so that God will look down from heaven and see someone who is determined now to surrender his or her life to Jesus. Even if you are listening to me in a car, maybe you are traveling, and it will be a good idea if you can park by the roadside for just a couple of minutes to let the Almighty God know that you mean business, that you want to surrender your life to him, if it's only for the sake of your children. You see, because the future of your children is in your hands. And as you come to the altar, pray as you come, crying to the Almighty God, please save my soul. Don't let me bring a curse upon my children. Have mercy on me. Let your blood wash away my sins. Let me become brand new parents, Lord God Almighty. And everything I've done wrong concerning children, please, Lord, forgive now. Let your blood wash me clean. And please, those of us who are already true children of the living God, pray for all our new brothers and sisters, that the God who saved our souls will save their own souls also. Intercede for them for a minute or two. The Almighty God will give them a brand new beginning. New beginning as individuals and new beginnings as families. So that tonight will be a night none of us will ever forget. Please pray for them, intercede for them. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Savior, I want to thank you for your word. I want to give you all glory and honor for the power that is in your word. Thank you because your word says that if anyone will come unto you, you will know why it's cast out. All those who have decided to surrender their lives to you today, Father, receive them all. Don't cast them out. Save their souls. Let your blood wash them clean. And even as you are saving them, father, mother, even and children, please, Lord, write their names in the book of life. Give them a brand new beginning. And today, Lord God Almighty, let your blessings wipe away every curses in the families and give every one of us reason to praise you forever in Jesus' name. Thank you, my Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Now, those of you who have given your life to Jesus, please contact me as soon as possible. They will give you the address so that I can begin to pray for you and pray for your children as well. Um, Before we proceed to the anointing of the children, um, when the time comes, I'm going to ask all of you in the various places where you are to lift up a bottle of olive oil. I'm sure your pastors must have spoken to you uh, in advance. That I can ask the Almighty God to anoint, because there is no distance with God, and that olive oil you will now use to anoint the children, and please make sure you anoint yourself at the same time. But before then, I want you to spend at least five minutes now to pray. With all your heart, that Father, let the anointing of tonight destroy every yoke in the life of my children and every yoke in my own life, too, because I am your child, O Lord. Let your anointing activate the destiny of my children. Oh, Father, if any of them had gone astray, let the anointing today restore them and restore their destinies. Please, Lord, don't let the anointing of tonight be wasted on me and on my children. Let this night mark a new beginning in my family as a whole, in the life of my children. If there have been any contamination from any source, my Lord and my Savior, please, because of the anointing of today, let the contamination be wiped away. Talk to the Almighty God. Let him know that you really mean business tonight. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Hear the cry of your children, my Father, my God. Hear them as they cry to you all over the world. Let your anointing destroy yokes tonight. Let every plant you have not planted be uprooted. Oh, Lord God Almighty, activate destinies tonight. And restore destinies that have been derailed. And let the anointing service of tonight be in vain. So 
so that this day will become a day of reference in all families. Thank you, my Father and my God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we'll be praying for you again after we've done the anointing. Now, when you are bringing the children forward, put something in their hands like I told you in the teaching so that they can drop an offering, not that they can buy the anointing. We're just teaching them uh, to begin to do the will of God from now on. And the Almighty God in His infinite mercy will destroy even the yoke of poverty in your lives in Jesus' name. Now in the meantime, the choir will begin to worship the Lord as we begin the process of anointing. Anointing Jesus, pray the yours by the Holy Ghost and power, just like the prophet says. That this is the day of the latter rain, where God is moving in his power again. And by the anointing Jesus, we praise the yokes. By the anointing Jesus, we break the yoke. And by the Holy Ghost and power, just like the prophet says. That this is the day of the latter rain Where God is moving in His power again That by the anointing Jesus will praise The yokes is not by power
In the meantime, those of us who have been anointed, I want you to cry to the Almighty God, okay? And under the unction of this fresh anointing, you're going to decree that Satan will take his hands off you and off your children, that sickness, disease, death, tragedy will stay away from your home. Open your mouth and cry to the Almighty God. And say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, I hereby decree, Satan, take your hands off me, take your hands off my children, take your hands off my family, take your hands off right now as I decree. Sickness, don't come near my children, don't come near me, don't come near my home. I decree under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Death, stay away from my children, stay away from my home. Stay away from my family. Because of the anointing. I decree that every yoke in my life be destroyed tonight. Every yoke be destroyed tonight. I decree in the name that's above every other name. Satan, take your hands off myself my children, my grandchildren, my family, my ministry, the redeemed presenters of God, Satan, take your dirty hands off now, I decree. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says you must resist the devil so he can flee from you. Under the anointing, resist the enemy now. Decree in the name that's above every other name. That Satan will take his dirty hands off the property of God. We are sealed by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We belong to God. The seal of the Most High God is upon us. Satan, you take your dirty hands off now. Stay away from me. Stay away from my home. Stay away from my wife. Stay away from my children. Stay away from my grandchildren. Stay away from all those who are precious to me. I decree 
in the name that's above every other name. Satan, take your dirty hands off. Stay away. Stay far away from me and mine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Now you lift your voice to the Almighty God loud and clear and say, Father, if there is any part of my destiny that is still lying dormant, let the anointing activate it now. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Father, I must fulfill destiny. Anything in my destiny that is still lying dormant, let it be activated now, Lord. Let it be activated now by the anointing. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And then you are going to lift your voice to him and say, Father, if there's anything you meant for me that I've been stolen by the enemy, by the power of the anointing, let it be restored now. Let's talk to the Almighty God. Anything that was meant for me, anything that was in my destiny to become, to have, to achieve, that the enemy has stolen from me, Lord, by the power of the anointing, let it be restored fully tonight, tonight, tonight.
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to pray this one with all your heart and say, Father, every one of my children, let them be great, greater than I. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Every one of my children, because of the anointing, Lord, let them be great. Let them be greater than I. Oh, Lord God Almighty, every one of my children, let them be great. Very great. Let them be greater than I. Much greater than I. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now finally, you lift your voice to him and say, Father, as the anointing destroy every yoke in my family, as the anointing destroys every yoke in my family, let me use the anointing for your glory. Go ahead, talk to the almighty God. Father, as the anointing destroys every yoke in my family, let me begin to use the anointing for your glory. Let me begin to use the anointing for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, my Father, my God, I thank you tonight for the anointing. Thank you because your power is an everlasting power. Tonight, under this fresh anointing, we are all in one accord and we decree from now on, Satan, take your hands off our children. Sickness, stay away from our homes. 
Death, stay away from our homes. Tragedies, stay away from our homes. Failure, stay away from our homes. Every destiny that has been lying dormant before the sun rises, let them become activated. that belong to us that we have lost or have been stolen Father tonight restore fully in all our lives in all our homes let there be no more yokes Empower us to serve you. Thank you, Almighty God. And we pray that the oil of tonight will never run dry. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. You may be seated for a while. I want to share with you some words of prophecy that God gave overnight concerning today's meeting. Each one is very, very serious. The first one, God says, that there's someone listening to me, whether you are here or anywhere in the world. He said, because of your children, because of your children, your captivity will be turned soon. Then he says, there's someone here or someone listening. He said, from now on, true, genuine, childlike laughter will return to your home. Then he said, the third one, he said, the fellow concerned will understand. He said, your ankle bones, physically, materially, spiritually, will receive strength from tonight. And I like the fourth one. He says, I will do a new thing to excellencies 
one a governor, the other a president, we come from the same home. The fifth one, he said there's someone, and I, I, I can say amen to that one before I even tell you. He says, none of my resources in your life will be wasted. The sixth one, he said, the fellow concerned will understand. He said, you will come out of the den of lions and you will become a celebrity. I said amen and amen and amen to the next one. <laughs> because God says to someone, He said, if fresh dangers come to the world, I will exempt your family. Finally, and I don't see the reason why I shouldn't say amen to this one too. He says, someone will return next year with massive testimonies. If any of them happens to be yours, let me hear you shout hallelujah. And now, before I pronounce the closing blessing, we will do what we normally would do. We want to thank the Almighty God for what He has done tonight. We will give Him joy. We will dance and drop our thanksgiving offering in the basket nearest to us or as they will give you direction on the screen for those of you listening to us anywhere else in the world. Over to you, band. I will praise you I will praise you, I will praise him forevermore. I will praise him, I will praise him, I will praise him forevermore. I will praise Oh, 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 oh,
Before I pronounce the cl- closing blessing, maybe there's something special you want God to do for you in the month of uh, April. I give you two minutes to talk to Him about it. Special request, something that we want the Almighty God to do this month by special grace. Talk to Him.
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The Almighty God will grant your request. Everything you have asked for tonight will become a testimony. Your testimony will not wait till next year. You will get it this month. The Almighty God will bless you. He will bless your children. He will bless your family. He will bless you in the morning. He will bless you in the afternoon. He will bless you in the evening. He will bless you in the night time. Your blessing will never cease. He will receive your offering. He will use it for his glory. And you will never lack again. Wherever you go, God will go with you. And from now on, genuine laughter will be had in your homes. So shall it be. And you will serve the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. If you got the biggest blessing of tonight, shout the biggest hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 or plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394 Also, you can send an email to altercall at ourccg.org. Thank you, and God bless you.